Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, and God, I just want to thank you that you woke us up this morning. I thank you, Lord, that we've made it on today, Father God, that you've provided us this opportunity that we can come into your presence and and command our week, command our morning, speak to you and hear from you. Father God, I thank you for all of those who have continued to come on through the course of time. Father God, and I thank you for all that you've continued to do in our lives, individually and corporately. This morning, Father God, I am asking you to anoint my lips with your words. Father God, this morning, I am asking that your people hear your voice and not mine. Father God, this morning, I'm asking that we all be the good ground so that we can hear you, that we can not only hear you, but receive it and do according to your will. Father God, faith is an action word. I'm asking, Lord, that action would come forth, that the doing part would come forth. And I give you all of the praise, glory, and honor in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Uh, This morning, I will be reading from Jonah chapter one. I will be reading the Amplified Classic version. Um, I like this version for today's reading. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amatea, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from being in the presence of the Lord as his prophet and went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish, the most remote of the Phoenician trading places then known. So he paid the appointed fare and went down into the ship to go with them to Tarshish from being in the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent a great wind upon the sea, and there was a violent tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid, and each man cried out to his God, and they cast the goods that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship, and he had lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, what do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call upon your God. Perhaps your God will give a thought to us so that we shall not perish. And they each said one to another, come, let us cast lots that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, tell us, we pray you, on whose account had this evil come upon us? What is your occupation? Where did you come from? What's your country and your nationality? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I reverently fear and worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, what is this you have done? For the men knew that he fled from being in the presence of the Lord as his prophet and servant, because he had told them. Then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may subside and be calm for us? For the sea became more and more violently tempestuous. 
And Jonah said to them, take me up and cast me into the sea. So shall the sea become calm for you. For I know that it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard to bring the ship to land, but they could not for the sea became more and more violent against them. Therefore, they cried to the Lord, we beseech you, O Lord, we beseech you. Let us not perish for this man's life and lay not up upon us innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they took Jonah up and cast him into the sea and the sea seized from its raging. Then the men reverently and worshipfully, worshipfully feared the Lord exceedingly. And they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. And the Lord prepared an appointed, a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. So Jonah, is there a Jonah on our boat? Did Jonah slip in? Well, let's find out. This morning, we are talking about Jonah. He, he paid his fare. I think it's interesting to think about the Jonah on our ship today. I don't know anyone's feelings, thoughts, opinions, ideas about who Jonah is, but he slipped on the ship. He knew he was on the run. And not only did he know he was on the run, he knew he was on the run from a real God. These guys, the sea mariners, for the most part, they were pagans. They didn't really, you know, they didn't know God, like the God, like the real one. But he knew who he was running from. And so when he got on this boat, it got turbulent. Things went haywire. Have you ever noticed that sometimes out of nowhere, it seems as if things just go wrong? Maybe if you're, if you're a manager, you hire somebody <laughs> and things get really rough, right? Or if you're in ministry or a leader in any capacity, it seems as if trouble literally walked in. You might have a Jonah among you. You might. Is there a Jonah on our boat? What I'm fascinated by today, I mean, we know that Jonah knew he was on the run, but they had to cast lots. They didn't need to cast lots. He knew he was on the run. He knew, but he saw the trouble and he was hoping <laughs> that if he stood in the back, and maybe hit, maybe he wouldn't have to come forward. Amen. He was hoping that though he saw the trouble in his midst and he knew from whence cometh the trouble, he was hoping that he wouldn't be found out on this one. He was really hoping that that wall in the back was good enough hiding place to keep him from being exposed. There are Jonah on our boat there's a few things that I saw Jonah do that, that I didn't pay attention to until just this morning. It says here that he paid his fee. He made an investment in going the wrong way. It wasn't some free ship that, you know, it wasn't some free ship that he hopped aboard, meaning it cost him something to go the wrong way, aside from, of course, being thrown into the belly of a whale or landing in the belly, belly of a whale. It cost him something. He invested in going the wrong way. He paid his fee. And I thought, 
the Jonah among us, the Jonah in our congregation, in our house, in our, in our ministry, in our business, wherever, that Jonah may have made an investment. I've heard of people, um, for example, saying things like, you know, I knew God wanted me to be a teacher, but I didn't want to be a teacher. So I became a hairdresser. They invest in that craft. They bought the supplies, the tools, the equipment. They paid whatever fees. They invested in something that they knew God ain't sanctioned. Jonah made an investment in going the wrong way. So is there a Jonah among us? Is there somebody in our, in our atmosphere investing in something that truthfully they know just might fail? Not because God can't bless things, but because they are on the run from their real purpose, their real destiny, their real calling, investing in something to run away hoping that this investment will just pan out, they'll hang in the back and then it'll all work out. Um, another thing that, that um, we're looking for in this Jonah question that we have this morning is Jonah was asleep. Jesus was asleep at the bottom of the boat, but he was Jesus. He knew that all storms would work out in his favor. <laughs> this is Jonah, he don't know that. He is in the bottom of the boat, sleeping peacefully. Now, I don't know how many of you worked in human services or like have observed, you know, human tendency, but when you don't want to face something or, or someone doesn't want to face something, they have an ability to check out. They can hit the snooze button like you've never believed. Pots, pans banging, alarm clocks blaring. You're not going to get them to move. They are in more of a coma than they are actually asleep. And that is what I imagine that Jonah did. He got there. He already knew he invested in going somewhere. He had no business going. And his determination was to sleep this one through. <laughs> he didn't, he did not want to be up. He, he didn't want to notice the melee. He just wanted to check out. He just wanted to be there in peace and sleep while the rest of the place is perishing. Do we have a Jonah on our boat? Is there someone who is calm when things are going wrong? We must start to ask ourselves, is this a sign of leadership? Is this a sign of strength? Or quite frankly, are they trying to check out, block it out, not even allow their minds to think about what's actually happening? I, ima I imagine this almost like a sleep dead, a dead sleep, just to avoid dealing with the actual problem. Because again, Jonah was aware of the problem. He knew that he was on the run from God, the real God. Not the, the statues, not the idols, not the blind ones, not the wood one, not the gold one, but the real one. So he knew that being on the run, he was really in trouble. <laughs> he knew he was really in trouble. He knew who the God he served really was. So now, after they finally discover and uncover the Jonah among them, the person who has come onto the ship, 
who has brought the chaos and the confusion. Now, what I want to say about this chaos and confusion is every man was praying at this point, all praying to their God, and they invited him to do the same. I don't see it saying that he ever uttered a prayer. I'm just saying I don't see it say that. So as they began to cast lots, now again, he knows he's the reason. Finally, it's known. And he says, throw me into the sea. And it says they rode harder. In one translation it, or explanation, it said that it's like they took a rowboat and they wanted to return him safely to sea. Like that was the plan. Like we don't feel good throwing this godly man into the sea because we see that this is a real God and we don't want to mess with his anointed. <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want to be accused of hurting God's child. But once they saw that this rowing, whatever it means, could not be done, then ultimately, prayerfully, fearfully, they threw him into the sea. And now that they threw him into the sea and he was officially in the, in the boat, here comes this dilemma that he's having, right? Obviously, he ends up in the whale's belly. But what captivates you about this particular story is that those dudes on the boat, they came to know God. They were like, he's real. They came to worship God. They came to sacrifice before him. In many ways, Jonah getting on the boat brought salvation to that boat. God came in and interrupted an entire plan. Now, we've talked before sometimes about when things go wrong, we want to pray. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You couldn't rebuke that. That was God. <laughs> the wind could not be rebuked. This was God's doing. It was God's doing due to disobedience. It was God's doing. God did this because Jonah was going the wrong way. Is there a Jonah among us? Now, the question is, are we the Jonah? Are we the Jonah? Are we the Jonah that's gotten on somebody's boat? Are we the reason why something cannot move forward? I'm going to tell you a story. Now, I remember this woman telling me before that she had really wanted to live in a particular place. It was her dream. It would have been easy street, quick and easy. She was just moving here from another country. And the place that she got, she was living with her um, sister-in-law all was well. However, the sister-in-law was in the process of buying a house. And every time she went to like sign, close on the deal for this house. And this is before this crazy housing market we live in now. Every time the woman went to sign on the house, it would fall through, slip right through her fingers. And she said one day she woke up and realized that her and her family were like Jonah. They didn't. So again, they were just coming to America and this woman was well-established, big sprawling house. She's upgrading into a bigger, even more sprawling house, but leaving that house would mean having to start from the bottom. And of course they were trying to avoid that. They don't want to start from scratch in some weird place with some weird people, some different things that they've never seen before. And so they decided you know what, we may be the Jonah on her boat. And so gracefully they packed their things and they said, sister, we love you. And the minute they left, that woman got through with the house. The minute they left, they recognized that they were in fact the Jonah. They realized 
No, no, it wasn't. It's not her. It's us. We are not where we are supposed to be. God had called them to start from the bottom and work their way, crawl their way, scratch their way to the top. Are we the Jonah? Have we invested in careers, jobs, houses, whatever that we had no business in simply because we liked it? We didn't like what God had called us to. Are we in jobs that may pay very well or not and can't seem to get along to save our life? What has God called us to? Has God given us a word, a ministry, a story that we need to share, but we close our lips to it? See, God said, he said, their wickedness has risen up to my ears. Now, isn't that a familiar statement? That statement comes straight out of Genesis, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, where he says, their wickedness has risen to my ears, meaning Jonah knew what was at stake if he didn't do what God said. Historians, theologians, they have theories as to why he did not want to do it. We see in a later chapter that Jonah would be like, see, God, that's why I didn't want to come, because I knew you wasn't going to do nothing to them. I knew you were merciful and would forgive them. He had a, a issue to work out. He was a prophet. He was anointed. But he had some issues. He had some people issues. He didn't recognize that God so loved us. He didn't, he knew that God loved us, but he didn't want to accept that God loved them. The them that Jonah came to, the them that we are sent to, is it that we don't love them enough to save them? Is it really and truly that we just don't love them enough to warn them? Don't love people enough to tell them who Jesus is? Sometimes, and we've heard this before, sometimes when we still have unforgiveness, bitterness, hurt, and anger, we don't want to see our enemy get saved. Mm -mm. I do not want to see those people who hurt me get saved and now they got Jesus and now they all holy oiled on and olive oiled on and they fine. I don't want to see that. Mm -mm. I'm I'm not sharing the gospel with them. <laughs> that evil coworker of mine gave the gospel. I'm not telling that person about Jesus and why I'm happy and peaceful and content. I mean, granted, I'm not sure if Jonah would be happy, peaceful, or content, but you know what I mean. Jonah did not love them. Jonah did not have a heart for them. And keeping the message to himself about the wickedness that God, that God had heard risen up to his ears, he knew that that would mean wipe out. His heart wasn't touched with their, with their idea that these people would be wiped out. How, do, is there someone we see and we see and God be telling us, go talk to that person. We like, mm-mm. Go pray for that person. No, nah, God, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to share the gospel with that person. 
I'm not God. Every day drive past that same homeless guy. All right, God, don't want him in my church. <laughs> don't want him to come sit next to me. Are we Jonah? Jonah had a few issues. Jonah didn't love them. He didn't love his neighbor. He didn't see them as his neighbor. Jonah was willing to make an investment in going the wrong way. Have we invested so long in going the wrong way that we can't figure out how to go the right way? Do we really gotta get thrown off the boat? We can't just hop off the boat. We gotta get thrown off the boat. We can't just leave gracefully. <laughs> we can't just, you know, walk off gracefully. No, we gotta, we've invested. And now that we know the trouble is upon us because of us, still not willing to come forward and say, you know what, it's me. So this morning, that's our challenge. Are we Jonah? Are we Jonah? Are we keeping the gospel from somebody because maybe we don't like them? Did God give us words to prophesy and speak into not just people's lives, but congregations, nations, ministries, whomever, prison, wherever. And we've decided we will invest in going the wrong way. I would much rather choose this kind of people to work with and not those over there. And these are my words this morning. So this morning, as we start our week, we are going to think about this. Are we the Jonah? So let us pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you and God, I am thankful. I am thankful that you love us. Oh, how you love us. Father God, you would interrupt our day. You would interrupt our morning and you would interrupt our lives. Father God, you're not content with us going the wrong way. Hallelujah. Mm. You are not happy with us going the wrong way. I thank you, Lord, that you are the God who can turn us around. You are the God who can turn us around when we've strayed from you. Father God, I am thankful that you turned me around when I was headed the wrong way. This morning, as we ask ourselves the question, are we the Jonah? Father God, I am asking that you speak to every heart on the line today. I'm asking, Lord, that you, would, that you would bring us up into your presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, that you would bring us up before you today, that we would not hide in the back, that we would not sleep down in the boat, that we would not check this message off, that we would not shut down, but rather that we would hear it and be stirred up. Let us feel that interruption right now. Let us feel that disruption right now. Things you've told us to do, Lord, that we have invested in going the opposite way. Help us, Lord. Redeem the time. Hallelujah. Father God, there are prophets who are not prophesying and teachers who are not teaching. 
Father God, people who you are sending who refuse to go. Hallelujah. You said many are called, but few are chosen. This morning, I am asking you to, to stir up your chosen ones. Stir them up, oh Lord. Give them power. Holy Spirit, fall down afresh on us this morning to be sent out to go where you send us. Father God, we repent this morning for being disobedient and investing in it. Hallelujah. Disobedience has cost us something. Father God, disobedience has cost us time and it has cost us money. For some, it has cost us our health. Hallelujah. For some, Lord, hallelujah, it has cost us our peace. It has cost us our joy. Hallelujah. We're still trying to figure out what went wrong. But if we really check the records, we'll realize we got on a boat and headed the wrong way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we knew exactly where you were sending us. Hallelujah. Father God, this morning I am asking that you speak to us. Go, go back, Lord. Some of us have blocked it out. We checked out so long ago that we are asleep in the bottom of that boat. We've checked out, God. We don't even want to admit it to ourselves. We can't even seem to confess it to ourselves. But Father God, this morning, I'm asking you to bring it right back to the front of our face. Confront us this morning. Confront us in our prayer closet. Confront us, oh Lord. Hallelujah. It doesn't say that Jonah prayed. Confront us in the mirror. Confront us in the bathroom. Confront us at work. Use that coworker to speak to us. Use that homeless person to speak to us. Hallelujah. Use the interruption to speak to us so that we can hear you and remember where it all went wrong when we got on that boat. When we made that investment, when we decided to run away from you, Father God, there are callings and anointings that people have run from. And Father God, today you're calling us from our hiding place. You're calling us from our secret comforts. Have your way, Lord. Father God, I also want to pray that you touch our hearts and make them loving. Give us hearts of love, not just, not just love for the people, but God, we need to get to a place where we love you more, love you more than anything. Hallelujah. Where we love you more than our, our comfort zone. Father God, the woman of God said, what are we putting on the altar today? What are we sacrificing God, today, some of us must sacrifice comfort. Some of us may, hallelujah. Some of us must have to sacrifice our hidden, staying in the back. Some of us have to sacrifice the fact that we don't like people. Hallelujah. Some of us have to sacrifice our time. Hallelujah. Our free time, our social media time, our play time. Help us, Lord, to put that sacrifice on the altar before you. And it is so. In Yeshua's name, amen. 
Thank you for joining the Manasseh Ministries podcast. God's got a word for you. I hope you got your word today. God bless. Bye.